Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in once again. It is That Betting Show here on 610 Sports Radio. We're on for the next hour. Nothing but betting for everybody here in Kansas City. Julio Sanchez producing the show. You can hit us up on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913-586-7610. Also on Twitter at 610SportsKC at Alex Gold. A little Thursday night football action about 15 minutes away. Getting started. It'll be the 49ers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. This game up in Seattle, the 49ers three and a half point favorites. Total for this game's dipped a little bit. Down to 42 and a half over at Fandle. We'll get into this game. Of course, our same game parlay of the night. That's coming your way. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Thursday. Julio just swung over from the little company party before. Oh, we're, we're loose. We're feeling good. You feeling real good? You have a couple all on you? The, all the prep, all the picks were done prior to any alcoholic beverage being consumed. Prior to. Prior but, to. But, but you've prior had to. coming on the actual air. I feel like that's more important. Yeah, but the key is that the advice was a sober mindset. The advice came from a completely sober mindset. So that's where these bets are coming from, right? That's Every, right. Everything you, that's you're right. going to run through tonight with everyone is was sober thoughts. It was. It was earlier this afternoon, as a matter of fact. All, right. All this was predetermined earlier on this afternoon. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to be helped out in, move. In coming up in about 15 minutes or so uh, from John Lanfranca of the Action Network. We've had John on a couple different times. Uh, great insight. Lives in the KC area. Does great work over the Action Network. We will talk all things NFL, taking a look at this full NFL Week 15. Yes, it is crazy already. Week 15. Blue by. Yeah, man. It's wild. And I, I do love this time of the year, though, where we get now we're kind of a nice stretch run of Saturday football, too. Because, of course, college football. We'll get to some bowl games, too, actually, today on the show. But, you know, you got some bowl games going on Friday, Saturday. In fact, tomorrow there's a bowl game yeah. at like 1030 or so in the morning. But honestly, uh, Saturday NFL, you get a couple games there, and we get the normal Sunday slate. Of course, still got Monday Night Football. Tonight we got Thursday Night Football. So I, I like this. And, of course, next Saturday we'll get Saturday full slate because it'll be Christmas Eve, and then we got some games on Christmas Day. So, yeah, I, I, I like where we're at on the NFL slate. So John uh, Lenfranco will help us out with that. I want to get his thoughts also on the MVP race. A lot of movement there. Later on in the show, we'll go back to the futures around 730 or so. Take a look at Comeback Player of the Year the MVP race, and also we don't talk a lot of NBA here in Kansas City, but I think on a betting in, we can talk a little NBA. I want to look at the NBA MVP race. There has been one player in particular that is moving up. We're going to talk a little NBA tonight? We're going to talk a little NBA. We will when it comes to the MVP race a little bit because there has been major movement uh, here in the last week or so. And if you you do listen to any of the work I do over on BetQL on Saturday – our network that Odyssey has, National Betting Network, uh, there's a player we talked about on Saturday. And even since Saturday, his odds have continued to move up because he continues to play at a very high level. So we'll tell you who that is. I think some of you, if you track the NBA, know exactly who I'm talking about in particular. And then we'll wrap up the show, as always, with the Goldie Locks for the weekend. And we got four NFL. We got four college football. We didn't have any college except for the, the uh, Army-Navy game last week, which, oh, oh man, went over... <laughs> In overtime, finally at seven, at seventeen straight, or I guess at sixteen straight games going under involving Army and Navy, the game finally went over and needed overtime. Both teams came out and scored touchdowns on their first possession of the overtime period, and so that that broke the long, long streak, the long, long drought of overs in Army Navy. So we'll get to a little college football bowl games coming up starting tomorrow. And then, as I said, the four NFL games, uh, we went two and two against the spread in the official Goldilocks for our NFL pick. So we'll get to that in just a bit. But let's let's dive in here as we always do. Thursday night football. Let's focus here a little bit. 
The 49ers minus three and a half. So yeah, uh, and the total sitting at 42 and a half. Just real quick, the most bet on uh, props so far uh, for this game, according to BetMGM. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you're probably not surprised here, to score the first touchdown tonight in this game that's going to kick off in a little bit. Uh, plus 450. He's the most popular bet to get the first score of the night for the 49ers. He is also uh, the second most popular bet for an anytime touchdown, minus 165. So that's a lot of juice to even mess with that. Um, but Christian McCaffrey, significant favorite to score a touchdown at some point in this game, understanding we know some of the injuries there with that 49ers offense, not only to the quarterback spot where Brock Purdy has been playing fantastic here in the last uh, what game and a half-ish that he's had in the NFL. He's a little banged up himself, although he will play tonight despite the oblique injury. Uh, and then we know Debo Samuel, unfortunately, suffered uh, that injury last week as well. So looking at what the 49ers' trends are, at least for this game, and then I'll get to the same game parlay of the night. Here's where the 49ers stack up when Debo Samuel gets at least one target, which we know is not possible tonight, right? He's not playing. He's not active. Uh, when he gets a target or when he plays, we might as well just make it like that. The 49ers are 32 and 16. When he doesn't get a target or doesn't play, five and eight straight up. He, of course, is one of those special players in the NFL that you can have that kind of swing when it comes to your straight up record. The 49ers did beat the Seahawks team earlier this year. And that was prior to Christian McCaffrey being in full go. That was, of course, with Jimmy Garoppolo. But this would surprise you maybe, and it surprised me when I saw this earlier today. Kyle Shanahan's never beaten Seattle in two straight games, both in terms of straight up or did he cover against Seattle? He's never covered and or beat Seattle twice in one season. Uh, this year, coming into the season, you probably would have said, oh, well, this will be the year because there's no Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. What are they going to be? As we all know, the Seahawks have been one of the great stories of the league so far this year. They're 7-6. and six. They're sputtering a little bit. I felt like last week for Seattle, the biggest difference for Geno Smith wasn't uh, Geno Smith, per se. It was without Kenneth Walker, what that forced that offense to be. Kenneth Walker was hurt a week ago. He's going to play tonight. We'll see fully what he looks like. But that, to me, is the key for Geno Smith in particular. And why I, I'd be willing, it's not a, a goalie lock tonight, but I, I'd be willing to put some money on Seattle plus the three and a half at home. It is still the second full game for Brock Purdy. And now he goes on the road in this kind of environment. Um, I think the key for Geno, if he gets Kenneth Walker going, that sets everything up for Geno Smith in this offense. And so I actually would take Seattle to cover the three and a half. We'll see if they win outright. I don't know if they're going to win this thing outright. But home team... A home dog getting three and a half points, a team that is in line potentially to make the postseason and a, and a team that has so much to play for. We know if the 49ers win tonight, this NFC West is done. Seattle, if they lose, they fall to seven and seven. For all of us right here in Kansas City, we know Seattle, who they got next up. They have Kansas City next week at Arrowhead. They'll get 10 days to prepare for that, but they would go from seven and six to seven and seven. And then very realistically, all of a sudden seven and eight. And then we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks not making the postseason. something that in week one of the season, we would have all said, well, yeah, of course they're not going to make, they're going to be a four or five win team. We all know that has not been the story uh, to Pete Carroll's credit, who I think has done an unbelievable job with Geno Smith and that offense and that team as a whole this entire season. Uh, one other trend for you in Thursday, divisional games in November or later, the under 45 32 and three. That's 58% of the time over the past 20 years. 
Uh, and so far, the money, uh, a lot of the money from the Sharps coming in on the home dog as well. Uh, so that's just your, your advice, uh, at least some trends that heading into this game. Leaning Seattle plus three and a half. But let's get to some actual plays that I do like, and that takes us to the same game parlay. Same game parlay of the weekend. All right, same game parlay of the night. This one sets us up uh, around 11 to 1, right? Plus around 1150, 1158, 11 to 1 odds. This one comes from FanDuel. Just a three legger. Right, we're not we're not trying to get four or five legs here. Three legger to pay out eleven to one. All right, a ten dollar bet wins a buck fifteen. Jawan Jennings, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, the first leg of the same game parlay. No Debo Samuel, we all know that. Even when Debo's been around throughout the season, not three hundred three yards for Jawan Jennings, one touchdown here in twenty twenty two. The key is no Debo Samuel, an uptick in production and opportunity, I should say at least for Juwan Jennings and a pretty low, modest 26 and a half receiving yards is all we're looking for for Juwan Jennings. That's all we're looking for. Maybe like two, three catches or one catch, a little yak after it, and we're in business. So I like the over Juwan Jennings over 26 and a half yards receiving tonight. Then the next two legs of the same game parlay have to do with anytime touchdowns. We'll stick with the 49ers for the first one. George Kittle. Not only is George Kittle one of the best Titans in the game, you also lose another playmaker. Still a young quarterback you're trying to help out. Mr. Reliable, George Kittle. So here's where the Titans are at so far for San Fran. Titans for San Francisco, the last time they played Seattle, earlier this year. Nine grabs, a buck 81, two touchdowns. That's the last time Kittle played Seattle. He's also averaged... Almost 77 yards receiving against Seattle across his career. The last seven meetings, at least. Take it a step further. As I said, no Debo. In the last six games that Kittle has played without Debo Samuel, he averages 77 yards and has gone for that number in each contest. And then on the flip side, what about the opponent? Who's he facing? Well, the Seahawks have allowed the fourth most receiving yards per game to tight ends, right around 61 yards. So we're going to go with opportunities tonight for George Kittle. Anytime touchdown. I also don't hate uh, the yardage total for George Kittle tonight, but for the same game parlay, George Kittle, anytime touchdown. And we round out tonight's same game parlay with Kenneth Walker. Mentioned how he was hurt last week. He is back tonight for Seattle. Kenneth Walker to get a touchdown at some point tonight for the Seattle Seahawks going up against a great defense. But I do think Seattle will be able to put some points on the board to be competitive. This will not be a repeat of last week where the Bucs, of course, had no answer whatsoever or we're fortunate just to get seven points against the 49ers i do think this will be i want to say high scoring but more points than people maybe would would suspect with the 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 49ers defense so same game parlay tonight here on that betting show 11 to 1 odds 10 bucks wins a buck 15 juan jennings over 26 and a half yards receiving george kittle anytime touchdown and kenneth walker a anytime touchdown let's look at the full slate though here in week 15. That's what we're going to do coming up next. John Lanfranca, writer, contributor for the Action Network, gives us his thoughts on the entire slate, including the Chiefs, who are 14-point favorites on Sunday afternoon in Houston. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
All right, back here on That Betting Show. Alex Gold with you here on a Thursday night, 610 Sports Radio. Of course, you can subscribe to the show if you miss any of it. This past episodes as well, specifically last episode, that one, uh, if you're wondering about the chances of Missouri getting legalized sports wagering, I had Missouri State Senator Denny Hoskins on the show last week. He introduced a bill or pre-filed a bill for next year's legislative session in regards to sports wagering. So if you want some information on kind of where things are at, what are the challenges ahead, check out last week's podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for That Betting Show. Also, if you don't mind, leave a review, leave some comments. We'd appreciate that as well. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll get to a, a fantastic opportunity, a great story in terms of sports betting and a parlay that has a chance to hit uh, this weekend, depending on what happens uh, in the World Cup. So we'll get to that in a little bit. And of course, we'll end the show with the Goldie Locks. As Thursday night football just kicked off. Seattle gets the opening possession. Of course, three and a half point dogs tonight. But let's talk some more NFL. I also want to get John's thoughts on tonight's game. Just briefly curious where he's at uh, in his line of thinking. John Lanfranca, writer, contributor for the Action Network, joins us once again here on That Betting Show. What's going on, man? Good to have you back on. Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks again uh, for having me back. Always enjoyable talking football with you. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, look, uh, tonight, just curious where you were at um, for, for this one. It just kicked off. We, we know Seattle were, were the dogs tonight. A lot of the Sharps appeared to be on this one. Where, where was kind of your thinking for this game, either on the spread, the total, or maybe a prop or two that you did like? Yeah, so I usually do one or two write-ups per week at action, and then I have three best bets per week um, as well, kind of shorter uh, write-ups. And I am over 60% on the year, and I am on Seattle plus three and a half, a lot of the same reasons. Uh, that you kind of laid out. I just don't see them dropping to seven and eight and being out of this playoff race, you know, come two weeks from now. And nearly, uh, nearly an interception from, uh, from Geno Smith here on the opening <laughs> drive. Uh, it'll be third, third and 13. But I just saw as you, as you were ta- just as you were saying at the end, like, I don't see them dropping. That thing was right in the hands of the linebacker. Fortunately fell, fell incomplete. All right, though, let's take a look at this NFL uh, week 15 slay. And of course, let's start with Kansas city. I haven't had a chance to talk about the chiefs yet. Uh, let's be honest. It's not the sexy matchup by any means. They're taking on the worst team in football, the Houston Texans, but the chiefs are pretty much consensus 14 point favorites uh, heading into this game. What's your, your, your kind of general view? We can get into some more specifics, but about this game for Kansas City, uh, of course, coming off a game in which they did not cover uh, against Denver. Yeah, so this is my third time visiting with you, and I was on before the Chiefs took on the Bucks. I was on the Chiefs, or when the Chiefs took on the 49ers, and I recommended the Chiefs both times. And I'm doing, I'm doing it again here. Uh, despite double-digit favorites being 7-14 and 14 against the spread, which is the worst start of any year of the past 20 years, I just think the spot is too good here. Blowing the 27-point lead, Mahomes throwing the three picks. I mean, all of it screams the Chiefs won't be taking their foot off the gas this week. Yeah, so that's that's I'm with you. I, you know, a little bit later on the show, I, that, that's, that's going to be my one of my plays, and I I have the same thought process where you know the, the 27 nothing lead last week to Denver, and then, and then yeah, they they let Denver back in the game. If if Kansas City as long as they jump out to an early lead and don't somehow get behind early. If Kansas City does get out, I just don't think we're going to see a repeat in two straight weeks where they cough up a double-digit lead, or at least, I guess they didn't cough up the lead fully, but at least make it competitive, make it a one-possession game late. I expect them, if they're able to even get up you know, 10-0, 14-0 fairly early in the first half, I, just, I don't believe this go-around we'll be talking about it getting back to a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I totally agree, and there's, there's a lot of other reasons based on the Texans offense, they kind of played their hand last week, right? Davis Mills, 33 snaps, Jeff Driscoll, 33 snaps. He had seven rushes and six, six passes. I mean, that was obviously something the Cowboys probably didn't you know, prepare for. And that was the first time the, the uh, Texans have scored 
20 points or more than 20 points since week four. I mean, they went six straight games without even getting 20 points here. Now you, we, you know, the Chiefs can prepare for that. And Damian Pierce is going to be out for this game. I mean, he is their main playmaker, second in the league, um, where uh, rushes where he's uh, a tackle was avoided. So that's tied for best in the league with all starting running backs in front of Nick Chubb, tied with Austin Eckler. So we're talking about their main playmaker also missing this game. I just don't really see them uh, surprising the Chiefs, and I don't really see them having the playmaking to stay, you know, stay with the Chiefs on the scoreboard. That's the thing. It's like, this is an NFL team running a two-quarterback system. You know what I mean? Like, that's just all we need to know. In the NFL, you don't run two-quarterback systems. Uh, and, and they tried it last week. And, and, yeah, maybe it caught the Cowboys off guard. And I know Lovey Smith earlier this week like, was noncommittal. He wouldn't really give an answer on, you know, what they're going to do with the two QBs. I, I don't know if it really matters all, all, all that much. Now, what does that mean for the total, though, John? Uh, 49 and a half points. We know last week everybody kind of thought, oh, under for the Broncos because the under in Broncos games were 11-1. and one, And, of course, it went way over that because nobody saw the Broncos score 21 points. Yeah, I, I, I still lean over. So overs are 5-1, and one, and the Chiefs are on the road this, this season. That's kind of what I see here. Um, you know, Mahomes has been better against the spread on the road and more, you know, there's more overs on the road when the Chiefs you know, are visiting a team unders for the Chiefs are six and one at home. So I think all that kind of points to the trends point to this game going over. And the, and the main reason is I, I think the Chiefs, their, their team total is 31 and a half. And I, and I am taking the over there. I mean, I think 35 to 38 is totally realistic. You know, the Texans will probably, you know, get a couple of TDs and throw in one late and send us over 50 points. I just don't, I'm with you. And I, I just don't think we're going to see the Chiefs cough up the ball three times due to Patrick Mahomes again. We know this team has struggled turning the ball over. The Chiefs have given the ball away in eight straight games, which is, is one of the big topics we've had, of course, on our, our midday show here that I do on 610, just the, the lack of getting turnovers, takeaways, and then giving the ball away. But I just Patrick Mahomes, after coming off a three-pick day, I expect to see some of the best of, uh, of Patrick Mahomes, even if this is a uh, Houston Texans defense from a fantasy football angle that that allow you know doesn't doesn't give up many fantasy football points to quarterbacks. Now, John, is that just because it's a Texans team that usually falls behind, and so teams try to maybe stop throwing the football? Or do you think that's the biggest reason for that? Yeah, they they don't face that many passes. I, actually, since week seven, I think they are top three in the league in pressure rate, their defense, which is surprising, but they're still 29th in the league in, in yards per attempt allowed at 7.8. I just think if we saw a, a bigger sample size of passing against them, you would see more success. And like you said about Mahomes, like Josie Jewell made a couple of great plays, give him credit. I think Mahomes though mentally, you know, wants to bounce back. Let's, let's get back in the MVP race here. Let's throw four TDs. Let's put up 38, 41 points and kind of make a statement. I'm glad you mentioned MVP race because since you mentioned that, let's go right there and then we can get back to the rest of the slate. Uh, the MVP race, a lot of movement there. Jalen Hurts now minus 160. Patrick Mahomes plus 190. He was 2-1 to one just about 24 hours or so ago. And we know he was the favorite for the last couple of weeks here. What what's the path look like still? Is there still a path for Mahomes? Because I, I think the narrative through the media, and of course the media does vote on this among with others, 53 voters, um, the narrative seems to completely have swung in Jalen Hurts' favor to where I wonder and I worry, despite Mahomes having the stats over Jalen Hurts, and he certainly will, and maybe even a one seed along with Jalen Hurts, that the, just the, the national narrative is more in favor of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, this, this is kind of two-part for me. One, the, the, the national media 
as Mahomes fatigue. I'm sure I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. And then yeah. also on the Jalen Hurts side, this feels very Heisman like. So last year, Tom Brady leading the MVP race has that one bad game versus the Saints. He's eliminated from you know from, from the MVP conversation. Very similar to like a Hendon Hooker versus South Carolina or or whatever. Like one bad game in college late in the year, you're done, right? And the only reason I think Mahomes is still alive, and actually I think Joe Burrow is still alive, is we have that 3:25 p.m. game on Christmas Eve, Eagles at Cowboys. And if Hertz was a stumble in that game, I think it, the odds would shift back in one of those two two guys' favor, especially if the Chiefs run the table and we see some historic numbers here over the last four games. Yeah, I feel like we're down to a point now where like, Mahomes almost has to win out. And given the competition that he's facing, and it's one of the easiest schedules, not the easiest schedule in the final four games, I I, I do think he's going to need to just light it up. I think that box score is going to have to – uh, be in the 300s on a fairly consistent basis out of those in terms of passing yards out of these final four games. I think he's going to need two, three, four touchdown game, at least one, four touchdown game. Maybe even. I, I just think he's up against it now, man. And it's, it kind of sucks because he's going to end up to me with 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns um, and, and, and annihilate uh, some, some records uh, and certainly have far more impressive stats than Jalen Hurts. I just think, as you said, the Mahomes fatigue, unfortunately, is going to going to hurt him a little bit. That's interesting. You said Joe Burrow, though. Uh, I, I see. I, I think it's a two horse race. You think there's still a chance that Burrow works his way back in? Yeah. So he's actually. I, I meant to check right before the show, but he was ten to one earlier today on FanDuel. He's actually plus six fifty on Caesars. The reason for this is, like I said, if Hurts was to stumble there, Burrow has at Tampa at New England versus Buffalo and then versus the Ravens, which could be for the division title in the last week. I mean, that's the perfect setup for all the buzz. And if he was to run the table versus, you know, that daunting schedule and, you know, and kind of Mahomes gets put to the side because we aren't playing those big games and Hertz loses to Dallas. <laughs> you know, all those things happening. I, I still think Burrow is live at ten to one. I wouldn't take him at six to one, but I would ten to one. Yeah, like like the value there. I, I get it. No no problem. I, John Lanfranco, writer contributor for the Action Network. Let's get back to the to the slate uh, for this weekend. We know we got some Saturday football, and, and the one everybody's kind of keying in on, of course, Dolphins, Bills, snow in the forecast. Going to be cold. You got a a warm weather team in the Dolphins, of course, making the trek up there. We know Tyreek Hill had the ankle injury as we all watched earlier this past earlier in the week, I should say, on Sunday Night Football. The Dolphins seven point dogs at Buffalo. The total sitting at forty four and a half. How do you see this game? Yeah, I'm not too interested in a side of this game, but I'm definitely interested in the under outdoor divisional unders, twenty nine and fourteen, sixty seven percent against the spread this year since the beginning of last year, sixty point seven percent against the spread. So Josh Allen in the first 10 weeks of the season, just over eight yards in attempt, pretty much tied with Mahomes. Um, they lose to the Vikings in the next four weeks. First of all, they've, their pass rate has dropped 10% and his yards per attempt has dropped about 1.7 yards. He has 6.35 yards per attempt the last four games. That's right in, right in the same mix as uh, Davis Mills, Kyle Allen. <laughs> I mean, those are the type of, Guys, he's, he's outside the top 30. And then we also know, also know Waddle and Tyreek Hill kind of banged up for this game. And the Dolphins, you know, they have struggled lately. That was probably the worst they looked all year last week when uh, the defensive game plan kind of been implemented to, to press those receivers and throw off the timing of a lot of those quick passes and RPOs. And we know 
Tua struggles if he holds the ball for longer than 2.5 seconds. Yeah, I'm waiting to see if the adjustment comes or not uh, for, for Miami. I mean, if, if can they adjust, as you pointed out, the 49ers kind of laid out uh, the blueprint a little bit, and we haven't seen McDaniel yet adjust, and maybe that happens against Buffalo. If not, I think it's going to continue to be a huge conversation, much in the same way that we all know here in Kansas City about a year or so ago, we were talking about like, okay, where where's the adjustment going to come offensively for how teams are playing Mahomes? Now Tua's getting played a certain way. Um, I think that that's kind of the interesting thing, just bigger picture for this season. You know, when teams adjust to how they play Burrow, how does he adjust to that? And then now we're seeing uh, Tua needing to make those adjustments as well. I'm not so sure that the Buffalo Bills are the defense for them to get right uh, against uh, this weekend. Now, another game over on the NFC side, this is Sunday afternoon, though. Uh, the, the Giants, four and a half point dogs against the Commanders. And I, I'm curious to see where you're at on the Giants as a football team right now, uh, because I, I really have a feeling, I said this last week, that the Giants, after starting off 6-1, and one, I really think they could end up with only 8-9 wins at the end of this season. I think they're in a really bad spot here. Barkley hasn't been healthy. He's only averaging like 2.8 yards per carry as of late. And they tied this team, of, of course, uh, just a week or so ago. I, I don't like the Giants uh, at all anymore. In fact, I think the Giants are in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, um, we have something on Action Network called the, the Luck Rankings. That was kind of invented this year. I had nothing to do with it, but it, they, uh, they were pretty pretty cool to see. The Giants were in the top three. Obviously, the Vikings were as well. Luckiest teams, and you kind of can see later in the year these teams tailing off. Um, and by all metrics, the Giants' defense was a bottom five unit, but they were still winning these close games. Now you see Adore Jackson out. Leonard Williams missed the game last week. I took the Eagles, and I laid the points. Because, I mean, even though it was outdoor, even though it was in the division, I mean, this defense is banged up, and they were already in the bottom five. I, I just think if the commanders beat him here, I think the Lions can jump him. And I, I really, if I had to put my money on it, I'm obviously leaning the Giants to miss the playoffs. Lastly for you, John, big picture, Super Bowl outright odds right now over at FanDuel. The Bills are back to the Super Bowl favorites, though. At plus 380, the Eagles 450, along with the Chiefs at that same mark with the second-best odds. And then you see a gap before you get to two teams at 9-1, to one, the Cowboys, the 49ers, who are in action right now, a bunch of punts so far early on in the first quarter against the Seahawks. And then Cincinnati is 10-1. to one. Those are the six-best odds uh, favorites, I should say, to win the Super Bowl. Where, where are you kind of at just on where the odds market is? Is there a team maybe lingering around where you see some value, or are you kind of settling in now? Well, I mean, I hate I hate to say the Bengals are the value right now, but mm-hmm. I still think they can win the division and get that home game. And we're going to see in a couple of weeks when they go to Buffalo. I also still think Buffalo will stumble. I don't think I think they're getting right. Something is obviously wrong with Josh Allen's you know shoulder. Or they're protecting him, and I think they'll lose a game. I think the Chiefs, you know, the AFC uh, Championship Invitational will be at Arrowhead. I, I mean, I think the winner of the of that AFC Championship rematch, which could be Bengals Chiefs. That's who I like to win the Super Bowl. John Lanfranca, writer, contributor for the Action Network, based right here in Kansas City. Always appreciate your perspective, ma'am. Uh, enjoy the uh, the rest of Thursday Night Football. Maybe we'll see some points at, at some point tonight. Well, I mean, a 3-0 victory for uh, the Niners. I, I wouldn't hate it. I got three and a half. Hey, so. there, you, there you go. That's perfect. There you go. John, really appreciate the insight there. Yeah, we're both on Seattle plus three and a half tonight. As I mentioned, though, for the, uh, for the same game parlay of the night, we do need uh, a little... George Kittle, anytime touchdown, along with a Kenneth Walker, anytime touchdown at some point tonight. And then Jawan Jennings over the 26 and a half yards receiving. Coming up next, we'll go back to the futures and also a crazy parlay that has a chance to hit this weekend. 
That Betting Show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Show here on 610 Sports Radio. Alex Gold with you. Julio Sanchez producing the show. We'll get to Goldilocks here in about 10 minutes or so. College football and NFL as we got some bowl games taking place starting tomorrow out in the Bahamas. Like 10.30 our time, something like that tomorrow morning. Chance to, to get some college football action again once again. Thursday night football still scoreless. About seven and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Scoreless between the 49ers and the Seahawks. Both teams trading punts so far. Christian McCaffrey did have a nice little 25-yard run here a few minutes uh, ago. A little injury timeout, and uh, the 49ers approaching midfield against uh, Seattle as Christian McCaffrey does take it across midfield. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, not much action so far in that. We'll go to Back of the Futures in just about two or three minutes, but I, I do want to share, for those of you that maybe are in our Discord channel for that betting show, you, you probably saw this potential parlay hit. Uh, for the last week or so, multiple people have shared the screenshot uh, of it. Uh, and on the Discord channel, if you want an invite to that, just hit me up on the J Southland Toe Service uh, text line, 913-586-7610, or on Twitter, at Alex Gold, at 610SportsKC. Uh, uh, it's free. Just a bunch of people in the Kansas City community that like betting, uh, sharing some tips, sharing some picks. Anytime people see some promos, uh, just a lot of fun. So I appreciate everybody that's part of the Discord uh, channel. Um, but there is an individual that just needs France to win the World Cup. And now we're talking about just needs France to win one more match against Argentina to cash in on a ridiculous all-champion parlay. So here's the parlay. And this is real. This is from FanDuel, and this has been verified. This isn't like the story I told you last week with this anonymous teacher, right, that bet $90,000 or whatever. No, this is a real one. One better bet $26 on KU to win the title last year. Check. That happened. On the Warriors to win the finals, that happened. The Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup, that happened. AC Milan to win their league, that happened. LAFC to win the MLS Cup, that happened. Manchester City to win the Premier League, that happened. So now this person only needs France to win the World Cup, which now again is down to one match. I think they were like plus 650 to win it, like coming into the World Cup. 26 bucks to win $557,000. Unbelievable. That's a real thing that can That's happen. That's insane. Now, FanDuel's not offering this guy a cash out. You know, you're like, well, just cash out, cash out, cash out. Uh, they're not offering him that. You're like, well, yeah, do you want to cash out for one, you know, 170000 200000 Sold. Right. Easy. Everybody's like, well, then hedge, hedge. Now, easier said than done. I don't know about you. I don't just have someone I can call up to loan me one hundred fifty k. Uh, to hedge and bet on Argentina, right? Because that's you could do that if you wanted to, right? You could you could guarantee yourself a profit if you had the funds or you had someone that was that you're an, a nice rich friend that you could say, hey, I'll give you a cut of this. Let's bet, you know, a hundred grand on Argentina. You can guarantee yourself at least a little bit of profit. Uh, my understanding that's not happening here, and so as amazing as this parlay is, think about like how brutal. How brutal after what it's been a year long thing, right? I mean, you're talking about March madness last year was the first leg that this guy had a hit in his parlay. And now he's hit all these other legs and it comes down to the Frenchman's uh, national team. This guy's a, a betting savant. Yeah, just lucky probably, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, like, I mean, that's 26. Good for that. That's $26 to win over a half a mil. And he's nailed the champions. Like, 
KU was one of the favorites, but still, we all know they were at halftime. This guy's whole thing was almost dead. You know what I mean? Like halftime, KU's down in the title game. And you're thinking, oh, we would never have even known about the other legs. And then, okay, the Warriors to win the finals. Then the Avalanche had to win the Stanley World Cup. Uh, Stanley Cup, not World Cup. Stanley Cup. And then I don't know enough about what Serie A or whatever, which is the league that Milan played. But were they one of the favorites? I have no idea. Yes, um, but and then LAFC to win the MLS Cup, which anything can happen in the MLS. So that was that was pretty ballsy. And then Manchester City to win the Premier League, and then now down to France to win the World Cup. How much was this guy sweating during some you know during during some of these matches? The la- I'm just I'm still shocked. Even the last four legs of that parlay, all soccer. Like <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> twenty six bucks is all the guy put. I mean, so he's here. got like you know he's not. He's, 26 bucks is all yeah, inside. Yeah, but who even thinks to play a parlay like that? Like, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, right. So 26 bucks, and so you can say, oh, he has nothing to lose. He do-. At this point, though, you're, so, da- you're so damn close. Dollars you're so lose. damn close. Because when, when's the, the final? Be Sun- Sunday at like 9 a.m., yeah. right? Yep. Sunday at 9 a.m. And there's been some photos. He's been watching it at a sports book. I mean, I would just be a nervous wreck. I think he's been at Circa and Vegas watching a couple of the matches. I think he was doing some stuff with Bleacher Report, but best of luck to that guy. Seriously, I hope that guy wins. That's, it. That's pretty incredible. 26 bucks to win a half a mil. That's what we're talking about. All right, let's go back to the futures. Back to the futures. I get him into the future. All right, I, I mentioned this a little bit with uh, John Lanfranca, writer, contributor for the Action Network, talking about the MVP race, talking about comeback player of the year. So Geno Smith, who's playing right now Thursday Night Football for the Seahawks against the 49ers, Geno Smith is the favorite to be comeback player of the year as the 49ers did just get a touchdown. And I think it was our guy, George Kittle, right? Was it George Kittle that got the touchdown? He's part of our same game parlay tonight. I hope that was George Kittle that got a, a touchdown uh, tonight. Brock Purdy. That is correct. Once again, good. One leg down that is correct. on the same game parlay. Touchdown. We just need a little... Kenneth Walker touchdown, Juwan Jennings over 26 and a half receiving yards, but good. One touchdown down. Anyway, Geno Smith, minus 360 to win comeback player of the year. Christian McCaffrey, five to one. I think it's, I understand why Geno Smith's the favorite. And I think Geno Smith's going to win unless he and the Seahawks lose out the rest of the way, which is definitely possible. What's he coming back from? Coming back from riding the pine pony? From just not being good? Yeah. From being a bust? Yeah. Look, I, I think the story's great. It's not. I'm not truly not knocking him, but like, it's interesting. It's is it a most improved player award then? No, that award's never really been defined. To yeah, be t- fair. Typically, it is. Guy gets hurt, comes back. It should be named the Alex Smith Award. Is what it should be. Okay, Alex Smith, as we all know, a couple of years ago had really dangerous, almost lost his life, lost his limb, surgery, and an injury. He came back, went to a playoff game, or took the team to the playoffs, right? Great story. Comeback player of the year. The award should be named after him. I, I do think it needs to be more defined. Injury-related or or what? Or just call it most improved player. That's fine. Like, most G- surprise player. What a six-year gap, and you can win it? Like, come back. Yeah, or surprise player. Like, what are you coming back from? Mediocrity. You know, like, Saquon Barkley was a favorite for a while until he cooled off because he was coming back from injury. Christian McCaffrey, always hurt, so whatever. Coming back from injury. Yeah, that's every year. You know, I just don't... I don't get it. He's going to win it. I understand. He should still win it, though. I mean, can you... Can you... Can you... Vibe for anyone else better than him at this point? 
I mean, it, it if, is kind of his if, to lose. Since there's not any firm criteria, no, yeah, and that's and that's why he's the in he's I just mentioned minus three sixty at FanDuel, but he's minus seven hundred at a couple of other books. Geno Smith's gonna win this thing, uh, and let, I mean he he would have to be awful and lose out. I think for him or Chris McCaffrey would just have to go completely nuts. But right now, the great story with them is Brock Purdy, who continues to play great. And all, and all of a sudden, thinking of futures, Brock Purdy wasn't on the board for offensive rookie of the year, and he's a long shot to win it, 20 to 1. But if they keep winning, he keeps playing good, all of a sudden, we're going to be sitting here in week 17 or 18, and Brock Purdy's going to have like the second best odds. Who'd have thought? Uh, it would take him winning out, though, because he's, of course, late to the party here and got, you know, you got three, you know, Garrett Wilson and with the Jets, for example, has got a strong case to be rookie of the offensive rookie of the year. Keep an eye on him. Lastly, uh, on back to the futures, I, I told Julio, I was like, we're going to talk a little NBA. We don't talk much NBA here in Kansas City, but from a betting angle, we can. I want to talk about an individual player and a future for the MVP. There are now only five players that have better odds to win NBA MVP than one Zion Williamson. It's balling, man. Zion Williamson is absolutely balling right now. He's healthy. That's the key, right? That's ultimately the biggest key. Yes. Big time. Got the five-year extension this past offseason. He opened before the season 66-1. to Two weeks ago, fell all the way back to 125-1. to Last week, if you listened to uh, BetQL, a show I do on there on Saturdays, we were talking about how, and this was after his Friday night performance, uh, you could still find him around 40 or 50-1. to now, fast forward to today, he's 20 to 1. He's 20 to 1 to win MVP. This guy won Western Conference Player of the Week, seven straight games with at least 25 points, four 30 plus point games over that stretch, three double doubles since the end of November. He's averaging this season 25, 7, and 4. And he's the leading scorer on suddenly a team that's pretty damn good in the Pelicans. I don't think it's crazy, guys. Now, the problem is it's down to 20 to 1. So, you know, the, the, the real value was a week or two ago. I mean, if you're out there and you got an 80 to one or 120 to one Zion ticket, props to you. Put a little money on Saturday on Zion at 40 to one. So I didn't catch it as good in about 41. I was like, there's still good value there. 20 to one. Don't hate it. I just be a little more cautious. Now there's only, as I said, five players with better odds. So now you're starting to get to where the value play itself is gone. Now you're really banking on him staying healthy. That is the ultimate key. We know with Zion Williamson, if he does stay healthy and make it through though, I think he will be right there in the conversation for MVP, which is why we've seen the adjustment in the betting market as well. I know you're an NBA guy, Julio. What do you think, man? Pelicans 18 and nine on the season tied with Memphis best in the West. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts though. It's a NBA is a long season. It is. What about Zion though? Maybe you don't believe in the Pelicans. That's fair. What about Um, Zion? I, I mean, look, he is one of the best all around ballers right now. But again, I need to see it to believe it as far as his health goes. There's just no way you can count on him being healthy for an entire season. All right, so. coming up next, we'll get to the Goldilocks in the NFL and college football here on That Betting Show. That Betting Show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right, back here on that betting show, Alex Gold with you. Julio Sanchez producing the show. You can hit us up on Twitter at Alex Gold at 610 Sports KC. Let's get right into it, though. It is time for the Goldilocks heading into the weekend. Just right. It's time for Goldilocks. This porridge is just right. All right, so let's start with the NFL. 
don't have a whole lot of time here at the end of the show. We were having fun talking about that betting story. Four NFL games. We're 28-18-2 against the spread on the season. Minnesota minus four and a half against the Colts. Minnesota coming off a loss to the Detroit Lions. We talked about that last week. Take a look at Matt Ryan. He's completed 66% of his passes, four touchdowns, four picks recently. And in his last game against the Cowboys, just 233 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. I know the Vikings secondary is atrocious, but I, I do think the key in this game is going to be the running game. 15 touchdowns. That's the number of rushing touchdowns the Colts have allowed this season. And in their last game against the Cowboys, they allowed four of those scores where they got demolished in that fourth quarter. I do like Minnesota to get back on track. Minus four and a half against the Colts. How about New England plus one? They're one-point dogs at Las Vegas. Earlier today on Cody and Gold, we talked about Belichick against McDaniel. Belichick against former assistants. He typically owns them. I expect that to be the case here. Las Vegas did have 10 days to get ready for this game after losing last Thursday night and blowing that lead to the L.A. Rams. Then how about Cincinnati? Minus three and a half against Tampa. Look, Tampa got absolutely annihilated by the 49ers. That was just the fifth time this season the Bucs have allowed 21 or more points, and they've lost all five games, though. So unless you think Cincinnati's not scoring 21, uh, then I don't know how you don't think Cincinnati's winning or covering. Since week eight, the Bucs have only scored 21 or more points once in five games, and that was in Germany back in week 10. Last NFL game for the Goldilocks, Kansas City minus 14 against Houston. I do think they'll cover the two touchdowns there. Houston, 32nd offense, 32nd rush defense. They've lost eight straight, third worst scoring offense in the NFL, 16 points a game, tied for last in the league in total offense, 26th ranked passing attack, uh, and they turn over the ball a ton. We talk here in KC about the Chiefs' struggles with turnover differential. Well, the Texans are a one-win team, and they're 27th in turnover differential. That's the NFL Goldilocks. Quickly over to college football. There is bowl games happening tomorrow, and let's start. Uh, in the Bahamas Bowl, Miami of Ohio against UAB. Over 44.5 is going to be my play here. I do expect there to be all kinds of points scored in that contest tomorrow morning. Uh, how about Boise State in the Frisco Bowl? Minus 10.5 against North Texas. North Texas fired its head coach. Boise State, to me, should win this game. They are the much more talented game, uh, more talented team, I should say. The North Texas squad is 0-4 against the spread in their last four bowl games. 0-5 against the spread in their last five neutral site games. How about 0-8 against the spread in their previous eight games? The guys just lost their head coach. I think Boise State rolls in this game. How about Florida in the Las Vegas Bowl? 10-point dogs against Oregon State. I think Florida covers the 10 points here. They're not going to have their starting quarterback, but it'll be about that backfield tandem going up against Oregon State. I think uh, the Beavers win this game, but Florida can keep it within the 10 points. If you want the other Goldilocks and more detail on that, hit me up on our Discord channel, That Betting Show. Got some thoughts on Fresno State, uh, taking on Washington State uh, as well for college football. Thanks to Julio Sanchez for producing the show tonight. Thanks to our guest, John Lanfranco of the Action Network. We'll keep an eye on that same game parlay tonight on Thursday Night Football. Again, we need a George Kittle touchdown. Check, that already happened. We need a Kenneth Walker touchdown, waiting on that. And then Jawan Jennings over uh, his receiving yard uh, total tonight of 26 and a half yards. We'll be back at it here in a couple weeks. We are off next Thursday due to the holidays. We'll be back the following Thursday right here on 610 Sports Radio. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.